0: the is Tazva, volume 15 the third Sikha for Vayera. this Sikha will explain the value the virtue of what Abraham Avinu did in coercing and sometimes perhaps even forcing his guests to recognize that the food that they ate came from Hashem and to thank him for it even though at times they didn't really want to do so now as an introduction it's worth to become familiar a little bit with the halacha and the Rambam where the Rambam describes a situation where the Bezdin ruled that one meaning a, a man needs to give a get he needs to give a divorce decree to his wife and he's refusing and what if they employed the help of non-Jews who force him to quote consent to say yes I want to give this get, then if it turns out that indeed the ruling of the Beznu was a correct ruling, it was valid, then that get is a valid get and the woman is indeed divorced. Why says the Rambam? Because really deep down he says, quote, every Jew wants to be part of Judaism and wants to do all the mitzvahs and distance himself from all the Averis. It's just that at times his Yetzirah gets a wh- overwhelming st- uh, power over him and does not allow him to do what he really deep down wants to do so this is his true inner will which was brought out in this case by forcing him by giving him perhaps some pain in order for it to come out another point which is worth um familiarizing ourselves with as we learn this sikha there is a term that's sometimes used and, and in reference to a certain type of Jew, sometimes we find it in the Mishnah where it says "beriyos," which literally translates "creatures," meaning that they're creations of Hashem. And as the Alter explains in Tanya, this is a reference to those people that are such a lowly level that perhaps their only quote claim to fame, their only virtue, is the fact that they were created by Hashem. Sadly, outwardly, there's no other visible virtues in which with which to classify them let's get into the this scene. so on the pasuk in chapter 21 verse 33 where it says vayikra Hashem where the scribes over there how Avramavinu set up a guest house and served food to all the passerbys and it says that he called in the name of hashem the god of the world so the gemara says Al tikri vayikra, do not read the word as it appears by but rather read it on a deeper level, that he not only that he called out in the name of Hashem, but had he caused others to call out in the name of Hashem. Says the Gemara, this teaches us that he caused others to call out in the name of Hashem in, in the mouths of all those passerbys that came and were his guests in his guest house. How did this happen? After they would finish eating and drinking, they would get up to thank him, to bless him for the food that they ate. And he would say to them, do you suppose that you ate mine? Do you ate from my food? No, you ate from the food that was provided to us by the creator of the world. You should praise and bless him the one quote who said, who uttered, and the world came into being. Now, the Medrash adds to this and tells us that what if the people refused, in other words, if they were not you know, compliant with this suggestion of Avram, then Avram began to make it difficult for them. What he would do is he would say, fine, if you don't wanna bless Hashem, you don't wanna thank Him, then you're gonna to have to pay me for the food. And some of them said, okay, fine, we're ready to pay for the food. And he would give them exuberant um, uh, prices for the food, for the for the bread, for the meat for the, that they ate, for the wine that they drank, and they would, when they would protest, he would say to them, listen, where would you find such good f- sumptuous food out here in the desert? Obviously, the price, the value of it, is so much higher, and this would force them to comply. And they would turn around and, uh, you know, allow themselves to be coerced. And they would pla- praise Hashem. The question is, you know, there's one thing: when you say that he convinced them, he explained to them, and they consented. In other words, they became convinced, and they thanked Hashem. we can understand the virtue that's in it. It it's understandable that why this fits into the pasuk and why the verse is praising Avram Avinu for vayikra or vayakri that he caused others to call out the name of hashem but when he forced them to do so okay he basically strong-armed them into doing it what value is it the fact is that they didn't really come to the recognition that hashem is indeed the master of the universe it's just that they were forced to do it. They had no choice. Their arms were tis- twisted. So they, okay, so they so they thanked Hashem. What is really the value of it? Now, if we were talking about a Jew, perhaps we can explain, you know, based on the Rambam that we explained that we introduced in the introduction, that since, you know, deep down, He has a godly soul, and deep down he does indeed want to thank Hashem. It's just that his chitzonius, his outer shell, so to speak, his yetzahar is not allowing him to do so, is interfering with that. And therefore, by pushing that away, by breaking it away, you know, you're bringing out his inner true will that's really there all the time. It was just dormant. But we're talking about a guy. We're talking about passerbys. Those passerbys were all non-Jews. What value is there in forcing them to, 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 to praise Hashem? So the Rebbe says we'll understand this by means of first introduc- introducing or prefacing with a, another manner that we find this concept, this idea of crushing, so to speak, and weakening the Yetzirah, which brought to results of not only the people saying, quote, unquote, that I want, that I consent, but it, moreover, it actually changed their entire their entire um, demeanor. It changed their entire attitude from one extreme to the other. Where do we see the story? When the Miraglim, if you remember, we call the story the story with the spies who went to scout Eretz and when they came back and they brought back a very, very terrible and uh, very nasty uh story about the land actually that's the terrible tale that was actually not true and they caused the people to cry and the people started to cry they cried all night and they even said you know let's appoint a new head a new leader and we're going to return back to egypt but after moshe came to them and i can say perhaps screamed at them and told them the severity of god's anger and how hashem is upset with them and how terrible it is what they did suddenly they had an about face and not only did they say, okay, okay, we agree, but it says, they were very mournful. You know, mourning is not something you can fake. Mourning is not something that you can just say, okay, I I, I agree, fine, okay, I give in. This is something which is, brings out an inner feeling, a true feeling. Their whole character tra- changed, and they became actually saddened by what they have done. What happened? How did this happen? And this will also help us to understand something interesting another thing which we find in the Mishnah in Pirkei Avais in chapter 6 Mishnah Beis over there it says that every single day a heavenly voice comes out from Har Choyrev which is basically Mount Sinai and it announces it calls out and it says woe to the Briois woe to the creatures to the people who have contempt for, for for Torah Because anyone that is not involved, that is not engaged in the study of Torah is called a rebuked, is called a nazuf. Now think of it for a moment. What exactly is the objective here? To get people to study Torah, to get people to understand the value of studying Torah. Why such negativity? Why Why isn't this heavenly voice transmitting in a positive manner to say for example how beautiful it is to study torah how great the torah is and especially that we're speaking here to briois to quote creatures people on a lowly level shouldn't we be enticing them or at least attempting to beautify the torah in their eyes and to explain to them and to declare to them how special the torah is why this negative approach why this way this matter in in announcing this and trying to get him to come closer to Torah the answer is because every single Jew has a godly soul and the godly soul deep down possesses great and tremendous treasures treasures of love of Hashem love of the Torah and really deep down every Jew wants to study Torah and wants to love Hashem it's just that it becomes covered up with thick layers of resistance which comes from outside of the jew himself that don't allow those great treasures to shine out they don't allow them to really function and the fact is if the person was on a higher level it's just that they're not learning Torah, then of course, it makes sense. You come to them and you explain to them, look, look how beautiful Torah is. Look how special it is to learn Torah. Look how great it is to come close to Hashem. And that certainly will have its effect because the person doesn't have such great thick layers of resistance. However, when the person does have layers of resistance, the person is the category of beriois, of literally creatures, they have no virtues, almost no outward value visible value as a jew then you need to so to speak crush you need to break this outer shell and you have to actually speak in a negative tone in a harsh tone and this will be hopefully effective in breaking away in shattering that outer shell and allowing those inner treasures to shine out and therefore when the person hears how sad it is that his negative attitude towards Torah, his negative attitude towards Torah is causing, so to speak, the Torah to be embarrassed. That should be enough to shake him, to wake him up and to bring him to study Torah. But then there's a step further because the Mishnah actually mentions two things. First, it mentions those who you know, serve the Torah with contempt In other words, they cause the Torah to become contemptful, embarrassed. And then the Torah says that one who doesn't study Torah, who is not engaged in Torah, is actually rebuked. That's even a deeper level. That's for somebody that even this announcement of telling him how negative it is, his attitude to Torah, doesn't seem to faze them, doesn't affect him. Then you need to go even further. You see this heavenly voice is actually pushing it even further and saying how harsh it is that they're rebuked that in a very, very low level, almost like the al expresses in the Tanya, the expression that one needs to say to his Yitzhara, how bad you are and how disgusting you are. That should cause the Yitzhara to, so to speak, crawl into his little hole and get away from the person. And this hopefully causes the person that it breaks away that outer negative shell and brings out the inner good that's in the person. An example for this we can find in an actual story that the Talmud relates the Talmud tells us a story that happened to Rabbi Eliezer the son of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai that once he was traveling and he encountered a person that was extremely ugly and the person said hello to him and he didn't respond and the person said hello again and Rabbi Eliezer retorted and he said Reika Reika means like you empty one you lowly one you worthless person how ugly are you and the person turned to him and said well go to the craftsman who created me meaning go to hashem who made me and tell him how ugly the vessel that he made is how ugly his prototype looks and afterwards rabelazar ran after him you can see the story in the talmud Rabbi Lazar ran after him and tried to appease him and the man refused until finally he consented the question is first of all rabelazar also knew about this idea that hashem created the person in other words what was he thinking what was he thinking to begin with and number two how is this befitting such a great person like Rabbi Lazar, the son of Rabbi Shimon ben to speak this way to another person, to another Jew? The answer is, we're not speaking about just, you know, physical ugliness. We're not speaking about, you know, just vanity, that he didn't look good or he didn't wash his face well. Rabbi Lazar noticed in this person a deep emptiness. And, how, and when he said to him, how ugly you are, he was talking about his inner qualities, that this person had no virtues. And he saw that everything, all his good that's inside of him, his godly soul, and those beautiful treasures that every Jew has was hidden up with an ugly shell that that's why he decided that the right way to do it is to scream at him and to belittle him. And this actually caused the coarseness, that thick, ugly shell, to be shattered, to be broken away. And the fact is, how do we know that 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 was effective? Because the fact is that right afterwards, what did the person start talking about? He started to talk about God. He started to talk about, quote, the craftsman who crafted me, who made me. So immediately he had a realization of something higher, of something more spiritual. In other words, he got this awareness that he's a creation of Hashem, that he's not just, you know, an autonomous thing that exists on his own, that there's someone who made him, there's a purpose for it and so on. This is one story. Another story, says the Rebbe, closer to our times, which happened with the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe, with the Rebbe Rashab. In the beginning, almost in the the early years of his leadership as Rebbe, a person once came to the Rebbe Rashab with a very serious matter, and he asked for a bracha. And the Rebbe said to him, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Very coldly. This person left the Rebbe's room, and he started to cry. And he began to sob very, light, very loudly. The Rebbe's older brother, the Raza, which is an acronym for Rabzalman Zalman Aaron, pass, happened to pass by. And he sees a Yid crying. And he says, what's what's the matter? What's up? And he explained to him what happened. So he went into his brother, the Rebbe, and he said to him, is this the Seder? Is this the, the, the protocol? Is this how you treat another Jew? The guy is standing out there and crying bitterly. When the Rebbe Rashab heard this, he immediately put on his gartel, And he said to him, call him back in. And the Yid came in, and the Rebbe gave him a bracha, and the bracha was actually fulfilled. So the question is, what happened here? What exactly happened here? The answer is, says the Rebbe, when this person came in to the Rebbe Rashab, the Rebbe Rashab saw on this person that unfortunately, his spiritual standing, he is not deserving of receiving the blessing. He couldn't help him. And because he kind of pushed him away, because he kind of spoke to him in a stern, harsh manner. And the person went out and he became a little broken. He became brokenhearted. And he started to cry. This broke away that outer shell and brought out his inner spiritual beauty. And now he was able to bless him. By him crying, he softened up himself a little bit. And he now exposed his inner softness, his inner spiritual vulnerability. And now the devil was able to bless him. So this manner of, so to speak, breaking, crushing the outer bad, the truth is that even though it's primarily by a Jew, but it also has an effect on a non-Jew. The only difference is that by a Jew, like we mentioned earlier, you have an inherent quality that's always there, existent no matter what, and that is the nefesh the godly soul, with all those beautiful treasures of love for Hashem and love for the Torah and so on however even by a guy, by breaking that outer shell by crushing the outer bad that's covering up on the, the inner person you're able to bring the guy at least to a place where he becomes capable or at least susceptible of recognizing Hashem and elevating himself somewhat spiritually and now we can come to understand what exactly Avraham Avinu did Avramavinu, Avinu even to Bnei Noyach meaning the goyim in his time he knew that they do have a deep inner ability to recognize hashem because a guy has to believe in hashem and therefore he endeavored to see to it that all people come to recognize hashem what did he do he set up the guest house and there he would feed the people and his intention was that when the people eat and the people enjoy themselves and afterwards they want to thank him he now will take advantage of that opportunity and teach them to serve Hashem, teach them to thank Hashem. However, when he encountered some resistance, that the person was not ready to listen, then he had to take it a step further. And then he, had to, then he came immediately to the realization that he has to crush away the outer bad because even a Ben Noyach, even a non-Jew, has the ability naturally to recognize Hashem. He just has to employ it. He has to bring it out and therefore Avramavinu engaged in these tactics not to hurt the people but to break away that outer shell to break away that resistance in order to bring out the inner good that's in that person even the guy that they should it should become revealed by them and they too should come to a point of recognizing that hashem and to thank him what is the lesson for us the lesson for us is as it says <laughs> All the actions, all the deeds of our ancestors of the patriarchs of the matriarchs is a semen, is a sign, is a guidepost for all the descendants, for us. So every person needs to engage himself, in needs to involve himself in being yidden and trying to bring Jews closer. Not just the Jews that are, quote, in your home, in your inner circle, but to go outside, like Avram Avinu did. And if it's necessary, feed them give them to drink take care of them in other words do whatever is necessary to bring them to that point to be able to engage them in serving Hashem and if you need sometimes put a little pressure even to put a little pressure of course not to hurt anyone but to put a little pressure and if someone should come and ask and say so what's the effect of any of this in other words what really have you accomplished then you tell them the story with Avramavinu. that even Avramavinu did it and especially now where the accomplishment is certainly much greater than even in the times of Avraham because, like we said, every single Jew, after Matan Torah, from Matan Torah and on, has a nefesh has a godly soul, and most certainly his inner desire is to serve Hashem. It just needs to be brought out; it needs to be revealed.